0: Listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, hosted by High Stakes Headhunter, author, and professional speaker Scott Love. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. So, I'm going to be willing to wager a guess that you're living in a virtual world. You're working virtually. You're on tons of Zoom meetings. And having a good Zoom call is a core competency. What if you have to give a presentation? What if you have to sit in a panel for a client development conference? Well, our guest today is going to give ideas and suggestions on how to effectively rock the virtual stage. His name is Rich Trigger Bontrigger. Trigger has enjoyed a 30-year career as a sports broadcaster, a talk show host, a keynote speaker. And with his expertise, he coaches and equips executives leaders, other speakers, and other professionals on how to rock the stage. He's got various coaching and consulting programs related to this, and I think you're going to get some great ideas from today's episode. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Rainmaking Podcast. And our guest today is Rich Bontrager. And this is an interesting and irrelevant topic because just to give some context in the age of covid What if you can't go speak at a panel to do rainmaking and client development? What if you can't go speak at a conference? Well, you're going to get a chance to do that virtually, I'm sure. And we're going to talk to an expert on that. Rich Bontrager, thanks for joining me on the show today. Hey, Scott, great to be here. It's always a good time to talk
1: about virtual stage presence and how to better rock the stage.
0: Absolutely right. We need some help in that area. Everybody does. Nothing worse than seeing smart people sitting in the dark on Zoom calls. You know what I mean? (laughs) The world has changed and people are having to learn and adapt
1: with it very quickly. And for a lot of people, Scott, it's very scary to step on camera, step on stage. So
0: my whole job is to make it easy and fun for people. That's great. And you've been at this for a while. Kind of give us some background. What did you start at in your career at an early age and how did you end up to your expertise, have this expertise in this area?
1: Yeah, so I've got almost 30 years of broadcasting experience. Uh, sports broadcasting, I was in college, became a sports broadcaster. The funny thing is, Scott, is I have always lived with a horrible stutter. My mother mm-hmm. stutters and I stutter. And going way back in the day, my uh, broadcast professor said, great voice, but no one will ever hire you. Mm-hmm. And I literally said, yeah, I'm going to prove you're wrong. I cannot do hard news. I will not be the hard news journalist, but I found sports play-by-play, interview shows. I can ad-lib, have fun. And out of that was born an amazing 30-year career. And then public speaking came out because they call broadcasters to go be MCs and be hosts. And it just continued to grow and morph. Several years ago, I created my YouTube channel. So that was my beginning of the virtual stage. And then, of course, COVID hit and this whole how to rock the virtual stage was born. And now I'm giving back and sharing for my 30 years of speaking and broadcasting because whether you know it or not, we're all broadcasters now. The minute you have a podcast, yeah. the minute you have a webinar show, you are a broadcaster. And there's different things you can do to
0: enhance your skills to really better totally rock the stage. That's great. Yeah, and you're right. Even if somebody in professional services has to do a Zoom call with their clients and all that, you know, they're kind of broadcasting in that regard also, right, Rich? Yes, and they don't even realize it. The Zoom box has become one of the biggest
1: platforms and you can either be in a zoom type platform whether it's google or zoom you you can be in those platforms and you can really blow it or you can raise the engagement level and do things like you would on a stage or on a show and you can enhance everything you do tenfold and literally people on the other side of the room will feel more empowered They'll, they'll they'll feel more energized with you and they will actually have the information
0: stick better because you are performing better through the camera lens. That's great. So what do, what do you think are some of the pitfalls, the mistakes that people make when trying to do webinars or virtual presentations or virtual conference calls?
1: <laughs> How long do we have again?
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Number one is they go too long. The number one thing is we are pivoting from the boardroom to whatever organization you are in. You're trying to go back to two-hour structural meetings, planning meetings, This is not designed for that. Again, going for broadcasting, we have worked in soundbite. The soundbite culture, as I call it, is now permeating every form of industry. Less is more. You can come back and give more information. You can do a second touch. You can do it more creative. But you do not want to have a two-hour Zoom meeting. Everyone will get Zoom fatigue. They will will get bombed out. They'll be on their smartphones, be playing with the dog, or whatever it is. You cannot hold attention. So one of the biggest things I tell people is you need to – Chunk it, chop it up into lesser information and smaller bites, so they will stay with you. The other thing, of course, is the camera angle. Camera angles looking down on you from head down don't work. Uh, Camera angles coming up your nose don't work. The lighting in the room—if you—if you you have those shadows on your face and you look like the ghosted guy that's being interviewed by the CIA—that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that people just right now are not even thinking about, and that's what I coach. I literally help you enhance your environment, but also enhance your presentation so you don't go two hours.
0: So we can talk about some of these things kind of point by point, right, Rich?
1: Yeah, break them all down anytime you want to.
0: So let's kind of do that then. The first question I have, let's just say, and there's different levels. If I'm a partner and I'm having conference calls with my colleagues and my clients, I don't need a fancy camera. What, What are the things, what's kind of the minimum thing that I would need to give effective virtual video presentations and conference calls?
1: Yeah, great question, Scott, because basically uh, people are freaking out and spending more money than they need to right now. You don't have to go blow big money. You can start with your laptop. You can start with your, your tablets. But the thing is you want to make it sit up eye level. Prop okay. it up on a box. No one's ever going to see it. I, I've seen crates, shoe boxes. I've seen it all, books. But get it up to eye level. So start with whatever apparatus you have. The second thing is you want to have that good lighting. The best, cheapest, free lighting is open up your window and face your face toward the sunlight natural lighting is always the better one and then no one will ever know that you're looking out the window here in colorado i've got the mountains so when i look out my window i got a great scene to do these interviews then the next thing would be your microphone you can just do your straight laptop it will pick it up uh depending on how of a room you're in but if you go out and buy a inexpensive lapel microphone $35, $40, get them on Amazon very inexpensively. But those are probably the big three you need to have to make it better than you're sitting in your living room and you have that massive room and the audio and the video and everything just don't look good.
0: And so tell me then about this lapel microphone. What's the point? Why can't we just use the speaker that's on the actual camera itself that sits on top of my PC?
1: Well, you can do that. It depends on how tinny that sound is. So record yourself. Practice, uh, recording, listen to it, and that will pick up the room sound. Now, the lapel microphone will be on your chest, which I'm wearing one right now, and that picks up your chest cavity sound. It's a richer, deeper sound. and also does not pick up the entire room. It's more of a straight shot. You can also do the over-the-ear one that I use when I'm on stage, and that one really is right in front of your mouth. It keeps my hands so I can use hand gestures and talk hands-free, and that also picks up a more cleaner more really robust sound. So the further you are from the microphone, the more air and space you will pick up. The more attached to you the microphone is, the richer the sound is going to be. So between the lapel and the -the over-the-ear one, what do you recommend? If you're just doing podcasts, simple interview shows, uh, the lapel mic works really, really well. For me, I really like the -the over-the-head. I've been doing it for so long. I've just gotten used to having the thing there. If I have a handheld microphone, which, again, a studio microphone, being a broadcaster, I've always had a studio mic, I use that a lot as well. So you can get a tabletop mic and use that. Um, you, normally, they're like a USB now. You plug them right into your laptop. Right. But if if I have to hold a microphone in a live presentation, I lose part of my presentation. I need to be hands-free. Right. Uh, 70% of what you say is with your body. So more people are getting tangled up in technology, and their body is being shut down in communication
0: My goal is to help you free up your body to fully communicate. That's great. So if there's somebody, let's say, whoever's listening to this is in professional services and they're giving a speech and they want to make it a little bit less of them just sitting at their computer and they want to be more interactive, they want to use their hands, they could get the microphone, they could have the camera angle the way you suggested. What about the background? I know Zoom offers different backgrounds, but then you see it and people aren't using green screen. So... It just looks kind of funky. What, what do you recommend in terms of what should be behind us?
1: Well, let me take that one step further. So if they're going to present like you're describing, more of a presentation, stand up, get out of your chair, use that lapel microphone to give you the freedom to move around. Because oh, wow. you standing up will transform your presentation radically from the last guy that was still sitting at his office desk. If you want to really rock it, you'll have the full energy. You'll feel like you're presenting on a stage. It transforms so much. Then when you go to the screen, Yes, uh, the Zoom one is completely digital and you will disappear. Also, if it's a digital screen, avoid green. Green always uh, has a harder time on camera. Now I have a a physical screen, an actual green screen. I cannot wear green on camera because I will disappear and you'll have a floating head. (laughs) So so you do not want that for your presentation. If you have a blue screen, those are the two main colors people use. Uh, Do not wear blue, the same thing will happen. When you have a physical screen, the camera picks it up better. So I do not have that fuzzy outline with the hair and the glow, and my arms do not disappear. So I always recommend you don't have to spend a ton of money again, Scott. You can go to Walmart, get some green fabric, and literally thumbtack it on your wall if you want, and you have a green screen studio. Very inexpensive, and it will work well with your cameras.
0: And so when I saw you on video and you and I did our Zoom call, when I've even been to seeing you on other meetings that are Zoom related, your background looks like it's this really nice kind of the Tonight Show style curtain that's behind you, but that's not actually a curtain. Is that correct? No, that is
1: a digital curtain. But I've had many compliments of, wow, is that physical or digital? I spent time to go find that right curtain, the right lighting, and it really does look like that tonight's show type of thing. And that was very intentional for my branding, for my marketing and for the effectiveness. Too so many people are doing cluttery. They're trying to be creative with their backgrounds. Less is more because you are the star, not your background.
0: Right. I saw one speaker that actually had a physical curtain in her ceiling that kind of like, I mean, just like a curtain, like the curtain runner and all that, and actually got a professional curtain behind her. What do you yeah, think so about that? Yeah. So you can
1: that? also do that physical stage. Yeah. Physical stages are very good. If you want to make a physical stage, go for it. Find a corner in your house, move some bookshelves, and make your physical stage. If you don't have that ability, the green screen allows you to create something that you can move and take anywhere on the road. So,
0: with your green screen, what do you have? Do you have, I've seen some on Amazon where it's a circle that sits right on top of your chair, right behind you. Do you have to worry about shadows? What have what you done and what have you done with your green screen? I've already tripled my green screen space. <laughs>
1: I've literally gone from a very small corner to now I have L'd off two walls and I can do a full keynote. I can go deep back on stage. I can go side to side depending on where I place my camera. So I've created a full performance stage and that blue backdrop that you're describing covers the entire thing. Oh wow! Um, And that gives me the freedom to literally walk and talk and do hand gestures instead of just being locked in a stationary position. So you can expand. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I just went to Walmart, seriously, and I spent about $50 on green screen and put it up in my wall. I literally converted half my studio into a real TV production studio now.
0: So what did you do, paint the walls or just hang? No,
1: I, I just literally put that fabric
0: up on the wall. Oh, wow. You just got cheap $30 Walmart fabric? Like what do they, do they have it in the green screen section or something or what? <laughs> they, they don't yet, but they may
1: someday have a green screen section. No, I, I literally went back to, the, um, to like the fabric area, and I looked for a couple of different uh, greens to see which I thought. I went for a thicker one So because sometimes if it's too thin, you pick up the shadows, the other things. So you want something a little bit thicker so the light hits it and dies into it so you have that better image. And so I just bought that, came home, and literally I have thumbtacked it to my wall. And it looks like
0: a really great studio. And so when you're using that, is that usually on Zoom, which allows you to have the background behind you? A lot of platforms do it now. They're all uh,
1: beginning to go that way, yes. But my Zoom, I record most of my uh, shows on Zoom. So that way it's easy and transferable to wherever I'm going to go. And then drop it into some other media players and do some editing and add some sidebars and some text. So, But that is my main record
0: platform right now. That's great. And so what about the lighting on the green screen? What do you do to keep shadows showing up from your head on what's so, behind you? So you can get a, a circle ring, a ring
1: light, go on the Amazon again. They're inexpensive, depending on how fancy you want to get. And usually have different settings for uh, mine. has three different colors on it. There's kind of a view, uh, a blue, there's a yellow hue, there's a harsh white, and then you can set the intensity. So you put that right behind your camera. You look toward the camera, eye contact to the camera, and then the ring light on the other side, it know, lights your whole face and your body up really well. Now, I have moved from the ring light into a three-point camera stance. I literally have tripod camera uh, lights now. And the tripod lights, I put one to my right side, one to my left side. And I have a light in the dead middle. So it's totally filling it up. And that goes back to my theater days. Theater lighting now is important. The
0: bigger you go, the more you want to make sure you have all those angles so it cuts off the shadows. That's fantastic. I mean, that's if people really want to get into this, if they're doing a lot of presentations, a lot of panels, things like that, they can, they can go as far as they want to go, right? Yes, this is ever-expanding. Well, one of the fun things
1: is this is a new pioneer area. As a broadcaster, as a speaker, I've been doing this for years and years. Now people are realizing there is no limit. There really is no limit. We can get so creative now with this. But again, for people in your industry, people that are trying to do these conferences uh, less is more. Just go get that ring light, get a good microphone, get a good camera, and you can sit there or stand and you're going to look really sharp and good on your shows, on your right. interviews, on your conferences. You don't have to go crazy. I want to, because I'm trying to do this more professional all the time, but you don't have to. Right.
0: That's fantastic. What other, some other tips that you can share with professionals? Let's just say they said, I'm going to get a green screen. I've got the lighting. I've got the microphone." And they put it all together. What do you think in terms of how they communicate over video? What are some things that you think they should keep top of mind as they're conveying their message? Let's say it's a panel or even just a one-on-one meeting with the client. So number one is,
1: again, your camera is a person, not a camera. Remove technology out of it. You're talking to a friend, even if you have to get used to this for a while. And I did this years ago. I literally put a picture of my family in my broadcast studio and I talked to my family. So if you need to put somebody on your screen behind your camera lens to look at your girlfriend, your best friend, whatever, it helps you smile. It helps you engage and smile when you're on camera because it shows you're having fun. You have to learn how to do that. The other thing is stand up and present because your hands are a part of your communication. When you're sitting down, you're restrained and you're shrinking into the box. Instead, stand up and present like you would a regular keynote, regular business meeting where you have the clicker. and. You know, just do what you naturally do, but just realize you need to be on the camera, framed up, eyeball to eyeball, make sure your eye contact is there. And then you need to slow down your speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one that I had to learn because of my stutter and because of broadcasting. You talk way too fast because you get very excited. You may get nervous. You're passionate about your information. You can have energy, but if you talk too fast, you get lost in the shuffle and people will not stay with you. Right. So pace your speed, find your rhythm, and then use that to your advantage as you learn to use your voice.
0: This is great, Rich. You've got some great ideas here. Let's say that I'm talking, what do you think are some of the more common platforms beyond Zoom that conferences are using now? For example, I'm on the board of a trade association, and I can't remember the name of the platform, but it's a platform I've never heard of before, but the whole conference is going to be managed through that. What are some of the other ones that you've seen are being used for conferences right now? Well, Google
1: Meets is probably the, one of the biggest ones besides Zooms. Google Meets does have its limitations. They're trying to advance, but because everyone uses they actually use Gmail. They're using all the other documents. People are trying to stay within the Google suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an easy one, but they seem to have glitches with it, honestly, and I do not like that platform. There's a thing called Teachable which you can run like your own academy, your own programs. You can stream it live. You can bank your interviews and do it as pre-packaged material. So you can have your own suite on Teachable. There are so many emerging right now. I'm, I'm actually working with an individual that has created a virtual conference hall. So you're on a video camera, but you're also looking at the conference floor from up above, from ceiling down on the floor. You have tables. You can see who's there by their nickname or the real name on their icon. You can actually put your information. You, you can click on an icon and it would say, Scott, there's mm-hmm. your LinkedIn page. There's your business telephone number. But you can also literally conference each other by tagging each other and go have a private conversation in the conference hall. Interesting. And there are so many platforms emerging like that because people are realizing you don't just want to have it be a stationary thing. You want to make it an event now. Right. So we're moving to event-based, interactive environments. And to me, that's part of the excitement. Zoom got us all started. And now the creative side is coming into a, how do we make this more engaging and more realistic
0: as we're really out there rocking the stage. Right. Is there any, any sort of etiquette or other best practices we should keep in mind if we're on these types of meetings? One of them is mute your microphone while other people are speaking. Mm-hmm. The
1: background sound is really distracting. Have respect for each other. When we all got on back in April and May, everyone jumped on in their pajamas. Everyone jumped on with whatever was in the background. And that's another thing. Set up like you're professional. Come to work, show up dressed for work, and be professional. The etiquette thing began to grow very quickly. Uh, we we, we kind of had that fun for a while. And the people realized, you know what? It's affecting the work attitude. Right. It's a, really affecting the engagement Show up professional and learn to mute. Raise your hand if you need to. There is a virtual hand in Zoom. You can bring up the virtual hand and wave for your turn. You can bring up your physical hand. That's another thing. Make it fun. One of the things that we used to do back in the office was we used to have theme days. If you want to make your events more fun for your businesses, have a theme day. We did this recently on a call. had everyone change their names in Zoom. You can edit the name. And what's your favorite superhero? The Superman. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and so you could put Superman in there. (laughs) I I had Daffy Duck, I had Bugs Bunny, I had the Green Lantern, and it showed your personality why we were doing the event. That changes us into personal engagement. It turns it into a much more realistic, fun conversation. You can do virtual Fridays and say, everyone bring up your favorite TV show on your green screen. And so you could literally have like, I had Magnum P.I.'s bench or or, uh, beach one day. right? (laughs) And you could see Magnum's P.I.'s beach. And people had different places to create
0: an environment of fun while you talk business. That's great. What a great idea, Rich. So let me ask you, with the curtain thing, because I really like that curtain that you have, is there an image directory you can go to get those? Like, where did you get your image? Where can you find things similar to that? So I have a great free resource for you. It's called Canva,
1: C-A-N-V-A dot com, Canva. You can have a free version of that. It is made for creating your Instagram graphics, your Twitter graphics. They have a whole bank of images that you can use. And that's where I first found the green, the blue screen, the use for my green screen. Yeah. But I now use that literally every day. I'm creating for posts, backdrops, advertisements. You, you can put text on it. You can layer it with images. You can take a photo of you standing someplace. And it will digitally map out the other images, and you can have a clean picture of you for your headshot. Wow. Canva.com is a great resource. Again, free tools that help you look way better for all your presentations
0: going forward. This is great, Rich. So, kind of in closing here, what do you think would be three action steps people can take to kind of get started on building this, uh, building more competency with how they do virtual presentations? Yeah, that's perfect, Scott.
1: Number one is relax, have fun. I know that sounds so basic, but take the fear out of this. Everyone is going to learn how to do this. Give everyone a lot of grace and allow for a lot of fun. Uh, Mistakes right now are not a bad thing. You're going to learn by trying. Number two, if you're trying to get comfortable on camera, if you want to make your presentations better when you go live, practice and record yourself. Uh, We used to stand up in front of me and talk to the mirror. You can talk to your iPhone. You can talk to your tablet and delete it and delete it and delete it. No one ever knows how much you practice to look good on camera. Mm -hmm. It removes the fear. It helps you look better. So practice off camera, private one-on-one. And finally, I would say, pick one of those things that the microphone or the camera or the lights, which one are you going to start to build your studio? Don't, Don't go waste all the money and do all of them at once. That's overload. Pick out one that you think is best for your situation. It might be the green screen and say, okay, here's where I'm going to start and work with that, get used to
0: that. And then if you want to add on, move to the next thing, but keep it simple. This is great, Rich. Now tell us about the offerings that you have. What do you do? That people here that are listening can reach out to you and hire you for. And we'll put all of your information on the show notes. Yeah, certainly. I would
1: love to give everyone, Scott,
0: a free 30 minute consultation.
1: I have what I call laser coaching. Laser coaching is one on one. This is not a program, it is customizable to you and to your needs. Packages, sometimes we get an eight part module and we never get through them because we don't need half of them. So I'm actually doing one on one Zoom calls. They're 15 minutes at a time. And what we do is, we pick one of the things out. We, we first do a 30-minute consultation that's completely free. Mm-hmm. Then, then if you want laser coaching, we take one thing at a time and we do a 15-minute conversation. Again, less is more. Don't do long meetings. So I may say, hey, Scott, why don't you go work on your introduction for your next talk? You work mm-hmm. on your introduction. We get back on a call. We talk about how it is. You tweak. You modify it. After you feel confident with that thing, we come back and say, what's the next thing, Scott, that you want to address that you want to make better, and then we attack that. So you set the pace 15 minutes at a time, and we coach it one-on-one through a Zoom call.
0: This is fantastic, Rich. We're going to put all of your information on the show notes here. Would you like for us to put your YouTube channel on there too? Yeah, no, that would be great. My YouTube channel highlights my
1: How to Rock the Virtual Stage show, which is live Wednesday nights. I have guests and experts that we talk about skills and tips to help you rock the stage, great. and then we do all playbacks as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll put that on there. I'll check that out today. And we'll uh, we'll make sure that everybody has access to that, Rich, on the show notes. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you very Yeah. Much. Thanks so much for being here. This is great. I'm glad we connected today. Uh, thanks for the great tips for everybody listening. And I'm sure we'll have you back on here in the future, Rich. Looking forward to it, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.